Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! And what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. The Sports Wire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your New Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. And thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day. Check these episodes out. Also here now on YouTube. This is only the second episode ever that we've done here on YouTube as well as wherever you listen to podcasts. So I very much appreciate all the support over on episode one. If you haven't, make sure to go check that episode out. But I do appreciate you taking some time. Check out here episode two of season five. Season five, yes, of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And... Just before we get underway here, just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of our sponsors. First, at SeatGeek, make sure to use promo code Devil's State of Mind to get 20% off your first purchase at getting the best value for any sporting event or concert that you desire. Make sure when you're at SeatGeek again to use promo code Devil's State of Mind, get 20% off your first order. Also, as always, shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook and you know, sports fans with the NFL now fully underway, college football as well. The NHL obviously right around the corner with this being the first week of training camp and Major League Baseball entering very closely to the beginning of playoffs. You already know that DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one destination to get in on all the huge cash prizes. So... If you want to get a little extra cash for yourself, go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, sign up, use our promo code THPN, which you can see here at the bottom of your screen. Again, promo code THPN. And don't forget to tell them that your boy, Neil Villapiano, sent you. And last but certainly not least, a big shout out to Horns and Tail, Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils and the official wine sponsor of the Devils State of Mind podcast. If you want to get some really cool, delicious custom devil's made wine for the devil's fan in your life make sure when you go to check out to use my promo code devil state to get 10 percent off all of your orders again using promo code devil state so shout out to all of our sponsors here with the devil state of mind podcast we're back that is right guys we are here today i'm recording this on September 20th, 2023, Wednesday. It is technically the first day, first official day 
of the Devils training camp. The players have filed to the Prudential Center for basically, you know, content purposes and, you know, media availability as well. Tomorrow, Thursday, September 21st, the Devils will have their first practice of training camp. I think probably then we'll we'll get the uh, training camp roster. We don't have it. It uh, was not given to us uh, today. But nonetheless, it is a really, really exciting time as we are finally ready to start talking about this New Jersey Devils team for 2023-24. So here's how today's episode is going to go. We're going to start by recapping the Devils Prospect Challenge. We talked about it in the last episode that was just about to get underway. Well, we have now gone through it, and we'll talk about how the Devils did. We're also going to show you guys the official theme nights for this year's New Jersey Devils team at the Prudential Center. There's a lot of really awesome ones out there. We're also going to be talking about something that involves the city of Newark that was announced through ABC. I think also CBS News might have announced it. Something that involves getting your helping you basically get your way from Newark Penn Station over to the Rock for any Devils game. And last but certainly not least, we got to talk about the new Professional Women's Hockey League. And yes, there is a team that is going to be based in the tri-state area. So we're going to be talking about that. Unfortunately, the Metropolitan Riveters are no longer um, a thing, basically, as that league has now been folded. But we now have a brand new women's hockey league that we are going to talk about here. So, as always, Devils fans, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast, so let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we're going to get things rolling and drop the puck, talking about, again, our first segment of this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, and that is talking about the Devil's Prospect Challenge. Just kind of a quick little recap of what we saw from a lot of the Devil's young players and also some guys that were fighting for a chance to maybe make some noise, maybe earn a contract from somebody, just really showcasing what they did. So let's kind of go through this a little, you know, more or less quickly here. So the Devils finished the Prospects Challenge with a 1-2 and two record. So through the first two games, the Devils really didn't look all that good. Um, I think when you really look at it, and my good friend Daniel Amoya, who also covers Devils for the Hockey Writers, also Devils.Report on Instagram, and uh, one of the hosts of Shout at the Devils podcast, um, he kind of talked about it in something that he and I discussed uh, not too long ago, talking about the Prospects Challenge, and that the Devils really kind of didn't look like they had a whole lot going for them, more or less because a lot of their young, talented prospects are either ready to make that jump into the NHL or are already in the NHL playing, which is kind of a good thing. And granted, the Devils still have a very, very strong prospect pool, um, but clearly there was um, there were some other teams that had a little bit more depth in terms of talent than maybe the Devils did. But nonetheless, a couple things that stood out to me. First and foremost, you got to talk about Simone Nemich. He played in the first two games of this Prospects Challenge and really – Kind of like what you saw in the last World Junior Championships, he looked like a man amongst boys. That's really kind of what you saw from Nemich. And so he didn't play in the third game because he basically didn't have to. So now he's getting ready to perform at training camp starting up later this week. Now, 
I did when we when we showcased the roster before this challenge in the last episode. Uh, we were talking about Luke Hughes was going to be involved. Well, the day before we had our first Prospects Challenge game, the Devils said that Luke Hughes was not going to be a part of the Prospects Challenge. Instead, he was going to get ready for training camp, which I think is honestly a good thing. I think when you look at the whole situation and you look at what Luke Hughes was able to do in the short time he was in the NHL, I don't think he really needs to play in this Prospects Challenge. He's playing against a lot of guys that, yeah, might be the same age or even a little bit older than him. But, I mean, he has a lot more experience than a lot of the guys that he's facing. And, it's and you know, they want him to obviously be healthy once training camp gets underway. And you don't want to have a situation where he gets hurt in a quote-unquote meaningless Prospects Challenge game. So, in terms of the two really main guys, obviously Nemich, again, continuing to look really, really good. He did change his number, by the way, from five. He's now wearing number 17 since Yegor Sharangovich is no longer on the team. So let's recap the game, shall we? So we'll start with the first game last Friday, a 5-2 loss to the Ottawa Senators. Um, Graham Clark and Josh Philmon were the two goal scorers for the Devils. Not really a surprise, honestly. I think when you look at when you look at both of those guys and what they're capable of doing, and they're two of the bigger names other than Nemich and Hughes um, that really you wanted to keep your eye on. And they both performed pretty well. The team itself, not so much. And things didn't get a whole lot better the following day. Saturday, the Devils dropped a 4-2 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. TJ Friedman and Brian Halonen scored the uh, both goals for the Devils in that one. And then you go to Monday morning. Kind of a, kind of a nice way for Devils fans to kind of kick off their week with a uh, more or less early. It started around 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. puck drop for the Devils' final game of this Prospects Challenge. It was against the Boston Bruins. And the Devils, who were down late in this game, came back and scored not one, not two, but three unanswered goals, including an empty netter, to come away with their first and only one of the Prospects Challenge, beating the Bruins by the final score of 4-2. to two. They trailed 2-1, to one, like I mentioned, until Cam Squires, who had a really, really good challenge, tied the contest up with 5.09 left to go. And then Eric Middendorf tallied just 86 seconds later, as that gave the Devils a 3-2 to lead. And then Philip Engris added an empty net goal, which made it 4-2 to two, and sealed the Devils come from behind win. Should also mention that Graham Clark got his second goal of the challenge. It was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Nice feed from Josh Philmon. And then you saw Graham Clark go top shelf past the goaltender and in to get his second of the, of the challenge. So clearly he is ready to compete for that roster spot once training camp gets underway. And also, we mentioned him before in the last episode, but... Dawson Mercer's little brother, goaltender Riley Mercer, played a really good game, made a couple of big-time saves, and ultimately stopped 26 of 28 shots that he faced to get the Devils their only win of the Prospects Challenge. As of the time of this recording, he is obviously not signed with any team, um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I think for the Devils, 
it can't hurt to sign him. The Devils currently have, I believe, 42 of the 50 uh, contracts signed. So in theory, they could sign him to a deal. He would have to go back to Drummondville in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, and maybe he'll then, if, if that ends up being the case, maybe he then ends up playing for Utica at some point. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how things go over the next couple of days. Uh, considering that it's been a couple days now since the last Prospects Challenge game, doesn't feel like that something is going to happen, but you never know. So overall, that is what happened in this year's Prospects Challenge. And again, you had an opportunity to see some young guys and got to keep your eyes on a guy like Graham Clark. And I just wrote an article for Big Apple Hockey, which you guys can go check out. And I will leave a, um, I will leave a link to it on Twitter as well as over here on YouTube as well. Just kind of talking about how Graham Clark just has this new confidence and belief that he is ready to take that next step into the NHL. And I think he showcased that he's progressed every single year he's been in the AHL. And uh, I think he's ready. And I'm really excited to see what he can do once training camp gets underway. But overall, more or less a, uh, you know, could have been, could have been better, but could have been a lot worse prospects challenge for the Devils. And now we shift over to training camp. So now the second thing we're going to talk about here on this edition of Devil's State of Mind podcast is we are going to be talking about the theme nights this year for the Devils at the Rock. This is something that every hockey fan is always really, really excited about. Very curious to see what the Devils have in store for us. So let's really just not waste any more time and kind of get right into it. By the way, I absolutely love this picture. That I don't know if, if you guys are on YouTube, you can see it. I mean, these two Devils fans, man, they are they are really, really hyped up. I love that. Absolutely love it. So here we go, guys, as we'll kind of go through it. I have it written down here on my script, and it's also on the screen right now. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see. But if not, here is the Devils theme nights for the upcoming season. So we'll start with the home opener, which is going to be again on October 12, 2023. Also, just overall first game of the season for the Devils against the Detroit Red Wings, a 7.30 p.m. Eastern start time. Second year in a row that the Devils open up their season at home against the Detroit Red Wings. Every fan in attendance will receive a commemorative team poster. Very, very cool. Then we go to October 25th, Hispanic Heritage Night against the Washington Capitals. Again, 7.30 p.m. start time. October 29th, Mascot Madness versus the Minnesota Wild, a 5 p.m. start time. Weird. Very weird. Nonetheless, we keep we keep uh, moving. Um, I think it also says, during the Sunday afternoon to celebrate New Jersey's 30th anniversary, first 9,000 fans in attendance will receive a New Jersey Devils bobblehead. Very cool. Military Appreciation Night, that'll be November 10th, 2023, against the Washington Capitals. Hockey Fights Cancer Night, now, obviously, we know about the whole, you know, the warm-up jerseys that are not happening anymore, or at least not during warm-ups. Um, hopefully, there's something that the Devils will do. We know how supportive they are of uh, of everything with that, of with Hockey Fights Cancer and all these other um, events. So, you know, we'll see. But again, that'll be November 25th at home against the Buffalo Sabres. I say at home like some of these games are on the road. Uh, anyway, December 21st, Pride Night against the Edmonton Oilers, 7.30 p.m. January 6th, 2024, Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Night against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, January 20th, 2024, Ring of Honor, 
against the Dallas Stars. Now, here's the thing that's really interesting about that. And when I saw it and what a lot of us saw, we said, wow, Devils are finally going back to the Ring of Honor. We have one person in there, which is the original owner of the New Jersey Devils. But other than that, Devils haven't touched it in a long time. And it's great that they're going to do this. Obviously, the Devils have a couple of players in the rafters. You know, their numbers are retired. But we don't have a lot of guys in the Ring of Honor. If I were to guess, this is me personally, if I were to guess who that guy would be, my money is on Sergey Breland, obviously right now an assistant coach in the New Jersey Devils. And the reason I say that is because I have argued before that I feel that Sarge should have his number retired. He had just of a significant uh, impact on those three championship teams as any other guy that was on three of those teams. And there are not that many. There's not that many. You have Scott Niedemeyer, you have... Uh, Ken Danico and Scott Stevens. And then you have Sergey Breland, who is the only uh, guy who has won three cups with the Devils that isn't acknowledged at all. And he's been with the Devils even well after his playing days. And so I think that if you're not going to retire his number, I think the least you can do is obviously, um, you know, put him in the ring of honor. So I think that, that that's going to be my money on who's going to end up uh, getting it. You know, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with that. February 6th. Black History Celebration presented by, I don't know what Padul is. Sorry if I'm uh, getting that wrong. Oh, that's actually the Devil's um, company for their Buy Black program. Uh, my bad on that. Uh, against Colorado, 7 p.m. February 24th and 25th, Next Generation Weekend. This is kind of an interesting one. During Hockey Weekend across America, the Devils celebrate the next generation of our fans in youth hockey, New Jersey. Recognize Dr. John J. McMullen, service award winner, and Little Devils members will be taking over different game day roles. And also the first 9,000 fans in attendance will receive a Dawson Mercer bobblehead on Saturday and then a Jesper Bratt one on Sunday. Very cool. So I think you guys definitely want to try to get to at least one of those two days. March, 20, March 5th, 2024, Gender Equality Night. That is absolutely awesome. Also, 2024 NJSIAA Girls High School Ice Hockey State Champions will be recognized prior to the National Anthem. Very cool. March 9th, Video Game Day. I don't know why they keep doing this, but, I mean, nonetheless, it's still a relatively solid one. By the way, Gender Equality Night versus Florida, 7 p.m., and then Video Game Day, 12.30 p.m. start time against the Carolina Hurricanes. And then last... But certainly not least, the one that a lot of Devils fans always love, and that is Jersey Appreciation Night. And that is against the, I think that's the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken, that that will be against. And uh, obviously fans will have the chance to get jerseys off of the players' backs. Also, there will be a Timo Meyer bobblehead night for the first 9,000 fans. And that right there is what concludes the... Um, the 2023-24 uh, season. And that's really awesome. So there's a lot of really cool nights. I'm really interested to see how that Ring of Honor goes overall and who ends up getting it. My guess is that they'll probably announce it beforehand, but who knows? Maybe they'll put in a bunch of guys and we'll just have this whole big ceremony. I'm. It's definitely going to be something that I'm going to keep my eye on. And for a lot of these other ones, 
I'm really, really disappointed in the fact that you won't see the, the really cool warm-up jerseys like we've seen in years past. I, again, hope that the Devils do something in terms of still maybe having designs. I know that their social media team has put out, you know, oh, we're looking for artists to acknowledge this year and to work with us. Uh, like we saw last year, a backhanded devil. So I'm really curious to see what the Devils end up doing with all this. But a lot of really exciting nights, not just obviously with the theme nights, but any night it's going to be an exciting one this year for the New Jersey Devils. Now the third thing I wanted to talk about here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast is that we do have some really interesting news that kind of involves a way that you can get from Newark Penn Station to the Prudential Center. For a lot of Devils fans, including myself, you know, we take the train to the game and then you walk like two blocks and you're right, two or three blocks and you're right there um, at the Prudential Center. And for the long time, there was a walkway inside, especially during the colder months. You know, it was easier to kind of stay inside and stay warm. It's been kind of blocked off over the last year or so, year and change. But the city of Newark is actually going to be finally doing something with the inside um, access from Newark Penn Station to the Prudential Center. So the city of Newark, according to multiple sources, is building a brand new pedestrian bridge that will connect Newark Penn Station to the Prudential Center. And the project is aimed to give Devils fans and commuters a safer and more convenient option to travel. And as you can see right on the screen here, kind of a little bit of a rendering of what it's going to look like. It looks very cool. Very, very cool indeed. Um, the giant walkway will stretch over McCarter Highway, which makes it impossible to get around right now. This was according to ABC7. And construction on the bridge will uh, finish within the next 18 to 24 months. So, unfortunately, at least for this season, it looks like it's not going to happen. And it may be that we don't get the opportunity to do this until maybe the 2000, the end of the 2024-25 season or the beginning of the 2025-26 season. So it is unfortunate that it's not going to be happening anytime soon. But I still think it's a very, very awesome thing that the city of Newark is doing. And you can see that city really kind of, you know, getting better and better. And I think obviously the Devils have something to do with that, with obviously the success. And I think Newark in general is really building into a really awesome city for a lot of people to go enjoy. There's a lot of fun things to do in the city of Newark. And uh, obviously I know that there's a lot of criticism and knock from opponents fan bases and saying you guys play in Newark oh like but I'm telling you guys I really think that Newark is becoming more and more of a really really cool place to hang out and when you have a successful professional sports franchise playing in it it's going to do wonders for the entire city and everybody that works in it so really excited to see what this ends up looking at again looking at excuse me that rendering as well as just in general what it might look like I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's really, really going to be cool. And, uh, you know, obviously over the next, you know, year and change, we're definitely going to see them working on it. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like once it's uh, fully ready to go in the next 18 to 24 months. And last but certainly not least here on this edition of the Devil State of Mind podcast, we are going to talk about the new professional women's hockey league. Yes, 
as we mentioned, I, I don't know if a lot of you guys uh, remember, but last year we did a lot of coverage of the Metropolitan Riveters um, unfor in the NWHL. Unfortunately, that league no longer exists. The Riveters no longer exist. But now we have a brand new professional women's hockey league. It was formed earlier this offseason. And really, when you look at the financial backing and like who's really in charge, it kind of it kind of makes you raise your eyebrows like in a positive way. Because when you look at it, you have the financial backing of Los Angeles Angels Dodgers, or sorry, Los Angeles Dodgers owner, uh, Mark Wallace, and also his wife, Kimbra, and the prominence of retired tennis great, Billy Jean King. And I think Billy Jean King's name was probably the one that came up the most. But yeah, this is their official website. As you can see here on YouTube, the future of women's hockey is here. It's very, very generic. Well, I, I, I don't want to say generic, but it's very much like they put a bunch of stuff here, but it's going to look a lot different over the next couple of um, weeks because, again, the expectation is that training camp is going to open up sometime in November. So a little bit more than two months away at this point. So we're going to end up getting more information about the names of the teams because we haven't really gotten to that point yet. But just to give you a little bit more information, every team will play a 24-game schedule, which is, which is expected to overlap with the Women's World uh, championships in April with the playoffs expected to run into June. So we're going to have a tip. We're going to have a very interesting thing with the women's hockey league and also the NHL kind of both getting down to the nitty gritty of the playoffs and everything around the same time. And I think that's going to be really, really exciting. Now, as far as the teams are concerned, you know, what teams are going to be involved in this? Well, if we scroll down here, actually, I think we got to go to like their main like website here or the, the main homepage. So we kind of go down here to here we go. So the six teams that will be in the PWHL, the inaugural season is a team from Minnesota, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Boston, and New York. Yes. So there will be a team in the tri-state area. That is going to be really interesting. So far from what we've seen and kind of the rumors that we heard about, it doesn't look like, unfortunately, that the New York team is going to be anywhere near New Jersey fans. In fact, I've heard that the place that they might play is in Bridgeport, where the New York Islanders uh, AHL affiliate plays. So we'll see. Nothing has been confirmed. We just have to kind of wait around and see what ends up happening. Now, let's talk about the New York team because obviously we're going to talk a lot more about them because they are the quote-unquote local professional women's hockey team. So the general manager is Pasquale Deust. I believe that's, I said his name incorrectly. I do apologize. And the head coach is Howie Draper, a full-on Canadian kind of management going on here, which is really, really interesting. And again, like I mentioned before, there is no team name yet or where they are going to play. We are going to probably find that out over the next couple of weeks. I mean, we have to. Now, every single team had a free agency period where each team had to uh, pick up three players to kind of start. And then they were going to go into a draft, which actually ended up happening this past Monday. It was a very, very exciting uh, opportunity for a lot of really talented women's hockey players to play in this. And there is going to be a ton that are going to be um, on these rosters as we move forward here. So because teams are going to still have open spots to kind of bring in some new people. So let's take a gander at the roster for 
this New York PWHL team. So overall, and you look at this article here that was written by Ian Kennedy of the Hockey News. He kind of described it as a team that has a lot of talent on their blue line, but also a lot of underrated forwards and a pretty young team, potentially the youngest team in the NWHL. They wanted to go with a youth movement. So kind of interesting with that. So let's scroll down here to the roster. So we'll start with the forward group. So we got Elizabeth Jaguer, Chloe Ariard, uh, Emma Woods, Kayla Vespa, Abby Roke, Alex Carpenter, uh, Jade Down Landry, Alexandra LaBelle, Jesse Eldridge, Julie Saunier, Patine Levis. And then if you go to the defense, we have McKay Zandini Hart, Brooke Hobson, um, Olivia Zavuto, Ella Shelton, and Jamie Ber. Bonus. And then the goaltending tandem is Corn Schroeder and Abby Levi or Levi. So that is the roster so far for this PWHL team here in New York. So let's now kind of read a little bit. Actually, let's read the whole thing that Ian Kennedy wrote about the roster so far so that myself, as well as you lovely people listening and watching this can, uh, can understand this team a little bit more. So New York pieced together an intriguing roster through the PWHL draft and first free agency period. Their blue line talent is impressive and they have some underrated forwards, but will it be enough? General manager Pascal Dehus and head coach Howie Draper still have work to do, but the bones of their roster are solid. One takeaway is Dehus put together a market, marketably young roster than other teams. Here's a look at what New York got and what they still need. So we got five deep on the blue line. When New York signed Micah Zendi Hart, leading more experienced blue liners on the market, it sparked a few conversations. When Deuce followed that by selecting Jamie Burbanis, Ella Shelton, and then Brooke Hobson and Olivier Zafuto, uh, however, his tactic became clear. He wanted youth, his oldest blue liners, 26, and it's a core New York can build around. So who will score up front? It seems pretty clear up front the answer to this question is Alex Carpenter, Abby Roke, and Jesse Eldridge. Unlike the depth of their other forward groups, however, this trio have not needed to drive offense themselves at the national level, although they are all highly effective producers. The ability to pair playmakers Chloe Arord and Elizabeth Jaguer with this trio will help in getting pucks to where they need to be, and Jill Saunier can pull fans from her seats when she wants. Perhaps the hidden gem of this draft for New York is grabbing Jade Downey Landry. So what does New York still need? New York still needs scoring depth. They would be wise to target veteran producers who can play a physical role as their bottom line forwards of Kayla Vespa and Alexandra LaBelle are excellent players, but few would agree they were the best available in rounds 13 and 15, respectively. Deuce could still go out and find upgrades to his forward group in Madison Packer, former long-time, long-time Metropolitan Riveter, Michaela Grant-Mentis, Sarah Bujold, another former, um, that's another former Riveter, also Amanda Pelkey as well, Haley uh, Scarupa, Caitlin Tugas, or Kelly Babstock. By the way, a handful of these people are players that played for the Metropolitan Riveters in this area. While there's technically only one roster spot left in New York's top 12, it would be safe wager that two to three of these players could steal spots in camp from currently picked players and work their way up the lineup. Super Schroeder takes the net. She is probably 
one of, if not the biggest piece to this New York team. There's a chance New York grabbed the best goaltender on the market and a goalie who could end up as the best in the league. Corin Schroeder is coming off a dazzling performance with the Boston Pride, being named the PHF Goaltender of the Year. She was nearly unbeatable in Boston's crease last season. At the recent Canadian Senior National Team, she was the only net miner to not only allow to not allow a goal. Schroeder is big, common in net, and competitive. Putting Abby Levy in as support is a tall and steady tandem. So overall, I think when you look at this team, you kind of say to yourself that it is a young team that does need a little bit of depth, but I think that they're going to be based a lot around playing good defense and having really good goaltending. So I think you're going to see a lot more of a team that's going to be in a lot of low scoring games and really just trying to be overall competitive. They weren't trying to look for the best player available every single time. They wanted to create an identity and they stuck to it. And I think that's really important, especially for, you know, granted, every team is starting on equal footing with all of them being new. But I think overall, it's going to be really interesting to see how this team comes together once training camp comes underway. Be interested to see what the team looks like, you know, the name of the team, where they're going to play, and all of that stuff. Um, really, really kind of uh, curious to see how that all goes. But overall, man, it's an exciting time because not only you got this, but obviously, you got the start of New Jersey Devils training camp, and we are all so excited to get underway here as Devils Hockey is officially back, baby. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on all the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So go ahead and download the app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for pro problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort licensee partner golden nugget lake charles 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.